providing tips and guidance to help you grow your business. You're listening to the Advisor to Advisor podcast, advice for advisors from advisors. Welcome to Advisor to Advisor podcast. I'm Scott Hansen, And I'm Pat McClain. Thanks for joining us. We've got a great guest today, uh, Bill Good. of He's the founder and chairman of uh, Bill Good Marketing. And uh, we had worked with Bill. We first met Bill 20 some odd years ago. Yes. And um, not only been to some of his conferences, hired him as a consultant. And he was a, actually, when we go back and look at some of those pivotal moments in our careers and in our business, it was our interaction with Bill Good was uh, was up on that one of the top uh, near the top of the list. So, um, Bill, thanks for joining us today. Well, you're welcome. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, and you've been in this industry. So we were talking about we've been in this industry a while. You've been in this industry a couple more years than us. Yeah, maybe five hundred. <laughs> five hundred. Yeah. Okay. Well, so what? And all and all seriousness, what year did you start uh, in financial services industry, helping advisors and whatnot? Part-time, 1977, I rolled it out. I, that became my full-time focus in 1980. Okay, in 1980 is when you start helping. Uh, they were basically stockbrokers back then, right? Um, right. So how – go ahead. Also called account executives. There we go. Account execs, that's right. Yes, because stockbrokers still had a, bad, had a bad name even then. So maybe if you can go through even the last 10 or 20 years, how has the marketing and sales cycle changed for advisors? And tell us a little bit about what you do and what you do for companies and individuals you work with. I, as we said earlier, you I've been to a number of your conferences. You helped us uh, significantly change our own view of ourselves and uh, our how our organization should, should work. So um, that's why we're, I was excited to hear you were going to be on this show today. So tell us a little bit about what you do, what your company does, and where you think things are going. All right. Um, we produce now, as we have since 1986, what I am modestly named the Bill Good Marketing System. <laughs> <laughs> what can I tell you? And, hey, we're handsome McLean, so you know. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Modest as, as, on your side, too. And uh, we, we define it as a computer-based client marketing, prospecting, and practice management system. And I, I've lately thinking about renaming it a little bit because I am feeling myself forced to address the issue of sales, which really gets into your into the question of how has the marketing and sales cycle changed over the over the past years. And when I started in the industry there was people were actually trained to sell something. There were people in the industry who came in from the insurance side, and God knows, Metropolitan Life and Prudential and those boys taught them how to sell. And at the, at the time I came in, E.F. Hutton and Merrill Lynch and Payne Weber, they sent people to New York for four months. And then they came back, and they knew a little bit about the products, and they were taught, given a sales course of some kind. I taught a sales course for years at Dean Witter. How do you how do you sell something? That's almost completely disappeared, as far as I know, from any industry training mm. today. With that said, there's two situations going on. Number one, advisors today, let's call them senior advisors. They were this was a crowd that came into the industry in the 80s, maybe into the 90s, and they for maybe a decade or longer, have mostly been 
selling to referrals. So they've, one of them's got a client named Bob, and Bob calls his, his advisor, Hanson McLean, and talks to one of you and says, hey, my, my brother Fred's got some money, he needs to talk to you. He wants to come in and see you. And so you bring him in and you say, Fred, here's what we can do for you. And he says, okay, here's my money. And that's really easy. And that's what most advisors marketing consists of today. And even in our own firm, it consists of approximately 40% of the new yeah. assets. Yep. Right. And so, and that's easy. And that, that, that sales process is, is not difficult. But what I find is when people who have been selling this way for a decade or longer say, you know, I think I'm going to, I think I have a problem here. I'm, my, my, my clients are taking income. I, I'm working hard to stay even. I've got half a million dollars a month going out the door. I'm going to go give seminars. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. So they start bringing in new prospects. And that sloppy sales process does not deliver results. So the the sales process to, for want of a better term, let's call it cold prospects, has to be much more disciplined than these folks have been used to doing it. And then if you throw rookies, poor rookies, into the mix, they are I, – I really feel sad for the people who are coming into the industry now because if they come into one of the major firms, they are held to an awesome new account standard. They don't get paid unless it's a, the account is 100000 which is rare, or 250 or 350 or something like that. But nobody's going to take seriously someone who's 27 years old. They look, take a look at him and say, I want to talk to your dad. And so they can't sell small accounts, which is how people learned in, in the 80s and 90s. I mean, you could write a, you can open a, an account back then for 100 shares of a $10 stock. Nobody cared. Yeah. But now the economics in the industry says don't ever open that account or we're going to actually penalize you as an advisor. You know, this is really interesting, Bill, because – uh, we as an industry, we're all talking about there's not enough advisors coming in, right? And we're all looking at the other big firms. Well, who's going to do something about it, right? Nobody right. seems to. And I hear these right. stories of I hear stories that oh, you get a CFP from these schools. There's a line of companies waiting to hire you. But then I also look in Sacramento at Sacramento State where we have uh, some new college grads working for us. Twenty just graduated. Three of them have a job in our industry. Seventeen are all going elsewhere because there's no one. I mean, like you said, what are they going to go to do? Work for Merrill Lynch and say, go open accounts worth north of 100000 Good luck to you? Right. Well, the one of the major firms, if they hire 100 advisors this month, then they might be doing that. They might actually be doing that. In three years, they may have two or three left. Yeah. Yeah. So where? So what? Because I was looking at some of the questions I was going to ask, and you're already you're dressed. So where's this these, go? Yeah. Right. And, and by the way, but we went through the same iteration ourselves uh, be, be, as we grew the firm, uh, Bill. Right. Uh, you know, you, you visited back the 20 years ago when it was Scott and myself and we were running around. And here's and, why you were instrumental, Bill. Just a little side note yeah. here. Is so I think Pat and I had like, I don't know, three or four employees and we were doing a bunch of things. 
and you came out for a couple of days. You charge way too much, by the way. I'm still paying off that that uh, bill there. But you charged. That's a rounding error for you guys. <laughs> okay. So, but you helped us develop an organizational chart, and you said pretend right. instead that there's the, instead of the four of you, there's there's you know thirty of you develop an or. And so we we broke our business into I think we had four departments back then, and we had all these. We had I think sixteen different job functions that you helped, had us do, right. and then you said okay. Put your employees' names in whatever jobs they're doing. Everything else, your names go in there. And then as you get busier, figure out which next hire you should be by, do by looking at this org chart. That was instrumental to us back then. And you said your job is to get your names out of the chart. That's right. what, And it was instrumental because... And we've told many people that same thing. By the way, we do give you credit uh, yes. when we give that. But. So, so, you know, we've gone through the same process ourselves. As we grew and grew and grew, we brought on other advisors. We put the, the advisors on on essentially most of their revenue comes from salary. Their income comes from a salary so that we can actually control the process. But once it moved past a referral, we actually had to really clearly define the uh, client experience in that process. How, how, how are other firms managing through this? Are they just hoping for the best and swinging at the fences? Oh, I'm telling you what, here, here, here's what I've found that 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 I'm I'm just almost speechless in trying to get get a handle on this. Let me, let me give you an example of something. I'll start from an example and we'll work up to the general concept. I was talking to a client of mine a while ago, and I and I asked him. I said, "How are things going?" He said, "I'm just having a terrible time closing." Okay. Now, the first thing I know when somebody says I'm having a terrible time closing is closing is not the problem. There's something they're doing earlier. Yep. And so I said to him, I said, what do you do in your first meeting? And he said, well, I, I have a, a questionnaire that the firm has given me. And I said, send it to me. And he did. And this is one of the worst questionnaires I've ever seen in my entire life. And you've been doing this a long time, so that means something. I've been doing this a long time. This is this this was awful, and it was all these deep, deep questions about investment. So he's bringing a guy in. He says, <laughs> "Hi, how are you?" Sit down, and then he plows into these these highly technical terms. And I can just imagine, you know, Bob and his wife Liz. He owns <laughs> Bob's Plumbing. <laughs> <laughs> and they walk out of there, and she says to him, what, 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 what's he talking about? I don't know. And that sale is dead. Yep. All right. That's one of the things the firms are doing. And part of the problem is they've got people writing these things that never sold anything. So they, it, it doesn't, it, it's completely destructive. You know, you know, Bill. This is Pat. We 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 tried to step away from the word sales in our organization because it's we, funny. Our industry advisors and financial advisors they just they don't like that word sales. But, but we call it effective communication because at the end of the at the end of the day, when when you're going through and presenting, understanding what someone's needs are, and then leading them to the conclusion that you have uh, the tools to solve many of their needs and that they should pay you for that, which is what a good advisor does. It, it, it's not a sales process as much as it's a communication process between the two people, you and the person. 
uh, that that is looking to solve a problem, or they wouldn't be in your office, would they? No. They but wouldn't be there. The you can call a dog a cat if you want. This process of <laughs> persuading someone to do business with you, I hate to criticize the, my interviewees, it is sales. All right. You can call that. a dog a cat, you can call a lizard a bird, it doesn't matter. It's still the same thing. It is like, and you're correct. It is a communication process, but the communication process is not being taught by virtually anybody except me. We would agree. We would agree. We would agree. So do you find yourself and your organization doing more sales training today as opposed to marketing training or... Yep. I, I, I don't know that I, do, I find myself doing more, but I didn't do it for years because my assumption was, and it was correct for a long period of time, if you had survived the first two or three years in this industry, the only way you survived is you had selling skills. You just didn't have enough people to sell to. Mm -hmm. So I didn't touch selling skills very much unless I was teaching rookies. I've now gone back and I'm teaching some veteran advisors who decided they need to ratchet their business on up to the next level, but they, they forgot how to sell. And because they, they were don't. no longer working in that closed referred market. That's right. And so tell us about, that's so that's the sales process. And that's why I think you see whether it's the advisors are at a wirehouse or whether they're the independent. You look at most RAs, they're not really growing. Most IRAs are well, not growing. If you take a look at the wirehouses, you see statistics like one of them I have in mind is net new households are less than two per year. That's crazy, yeah, that's what, isn't yeah. it? And in another one, it, net new households are negative per year. That's crazy. Across the firm. Across the firm. Across the firm. So so tell us about marketing. What's What, what do you what do you working with advisors about marketing uh, and, and what's working in your opinion and what's not working, even more important. I'd rather actually do nothing than do the wrong thing. That's, that's probably smart. <laughs> Thank you. It's been a long time. Changing the I, sales process I, to effective I, communication was dumb, but this was smart. <laughs> Thank you. It's been a long time I'd, since I'd I've got to, a compliment. I'd have, to, I'd have to think about that for just a moment. <laughs> for someone in your um, stature, especially Bill. <laughs> all right some of the things that are not working first of all the where they even teach cold calling a little bit they're teaching a method which it starts out like this hi um i speak to mr mclean please i must claim this is um my name is bill good i'm here at reliable securities i'm calling to introduce myself and give you an idea of the that is death to a cold caller. Mm -hmm. They don't want to have them introduce themselves and take some time to tell you about the services they offer. All right. That's kiss of death in cold calling. Um, seminars. You want to, you want to die in seminars? Go give seminars in libraries. Um, don't offer a meal. I had I had one guy I'm talking to. He said, "You're I saying don't you know, offer a meal, or it's yeah, that's that, well, that, don't offer a meal is a way to kill your seminar." Okay. Um, one guy had an awful return. I said, "What would you? What, what's your meal?" 
what you offer? He said, heavy hors d'oeuvres. I said, that's not a meal. It's heavy hors d'oeuvres, not the same thing. And this is simply based on the fact that anybody who is, is a professional in the seminar business knows that there's a social contract out there. And the social contract says, if you want some of my time, buy me dinner. And make it a nice place. Don't, don't take me to, you know, a, a place and try and fill me up with pasta or whatever. Okay. So no cold calling, seminars without meals. Right. Seminars at wrong locations. Okay. Uh, so seminars still work. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So the, the cold calling is almost a thing of the past, right? I don't take anyone's call. Well, you know, I, I just got an email from a guy today, yes, two days ago, who's, and I've had him cold calling now for three or four years, and he, he, he nailed a, a client on a cold call a couple of years ago that now has $20 million in it with him. So don't tell him it doesn't work. As a matter of fact, he would probably like me to say that cold calling doesn't work at all and nobody should do it. Do you actually think, so on that, it. do you think because everyone's taking the easy route with emails or LinkedIn today... And most people aren't really using LinkedIn the right way they could as far as prospecting. But they, do you think actually a cold call could be more effective? A cold call at an office place could be more effective today than it was 10 or 20 years ago? I think it has to be done. It's harder than it was 10 or 20 years ago. I mean, first of all, you can't call people at home. Right. Yeah, you, you, have, you have to call people at work. Um, and it has to be done with with. Well, I, we, we, we preach now what I call precision cold calling. And quite frankly, I'll, I'll do precision cold calling and I'll match it up against anybody in the country on so-called social media, which is another thing that is absolutely flopping today. All right. That's probably not what you wanted to hear. You wanted me to talk about the vibrant new technology no, no, no. of uh, no, we want your opinion. Look, we see All you right. talk about the two net households or the negative net households. We look at what's happening in the independent IRA space. Um, you know, we're trading dollars mostly. Yeah, we're we're, we're not bringing we're, we're not training people up. So we want to talk about reality, not what we're, likes but but Bill. But at the same time, we're grown and we're uh, and some of the stuff uh, I would disagree with, but some of the stuff. Uh, I agree with social media done poorly, waste of money. Absolutely. How about social media done anyway right now. Oh, that's not true though. We're doing great on social media, but we're doing it effectively. I have a full-time digital strategist in my office that does it for us though. So we can actually lay back every person that calls in. Integrated. It's not and it's integrated into the whole system. If you had talked to me a year ago, Bill. I would have said, you are right, Bill. You're absolutely right. right. Let me ask you that. Here's the key question. Are you attracting people with social media or are you integrating them into social media after they've come to you through some other channel? Both. Well, we're attracting but people. But we are attracting people. And then integrate them to the rest of the And then integrating funnel. both into the – but we're paying to attract. The effective communication funnel. We're, we're paying to attract. We are paying to All attract. Right. There is a cost Go- associated with that. All right, Google AdWords, uh, some Facebook, some Facebook, and some Google AdWords. High quality video done in house. Ken Fisher's obviously figured out digital marketing. Right. Yeah. yeah. Not but, social media, but social media. And I mean, 
I, yeah, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, they're 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 placed ads. But I love that you know the fact that good cold coin. So I think part of it, you know, it's funny, Bill. Like you're talking about sales, Pat. We had changed the name internally to Effective Communication. I think for some, and so we're part of the problem here. Our industry has stepped aside, and like we're somehow above this sales process, above this marketing process. I'll never forget, we had a training program with our network with a bunch of people out being trained and Pat McLean was talking about some, he was talking about showing up at a workplace in the morning with donuts and flyers to come to a, a seminar, right? And right. Um, some guy raised his hand and says, you know, as a certified financial planner, don't you think it's a little beneath you? And Pat paused for a moment and he says, why don't you ask my housekeeper that question? Right. And so, which was a brilliant answer, because I think a lot of times people, particularly in our industry, we get these, you know, certified financial planners and we think that we're somehow now above the basic process of, of business, as you said, uh, you know, the process of persuading. And frankly, we have an obligation. Oh, yes, we do. To get people to use our firm. Because right. I know they're going to have a good experience here. They're not going to get sold some garbage product with so, but, 15, 20 years surrender charges, but, but et cetera. Bill, here, here's what I would go back to, right? I can cold call. Pat McClain can get on the phone. And you actually like it. And I like it. I mean, if you said, Pat, do this paperwork or call people who don't want to talk to you, I will always call people that don't want to talk to me. Well, given those two, I will do the same thing. Right. I'll go door-to-door selling fuller brush before you do doing lots of other things. Paperwork, right? Yes. But the reality is that finding those, t- taking someone that doesn't have a natural inclination to market or sell and try to teach them how to market and sell is difficult, is it not? There, There is, and I used this term before Simon Crowell ripped it off from <laughs> Simon Cow, whatever his name is. Simon Cynic, Cynic. I have a no. The 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 X Factor. Okay, the guy, the guy with the white T-shirt on, right? Spiky hair. What was your term? The X Factor sales. They're a great salesperson. Has an X Factor. You cannot teach it. I can't. I can find it. You can see it when you see it. I can see. I can see it. Sometimes immediately and sometimes after a few weeks. But if someone doesn't have it, then all the years that go in to try and turn that that that, that frog into a prince, it, it's painful. Got it. Got it. So we, we so got off ask, track. We got yeah. off track here. So that's what's not working is seminars with no meals. Cold calling isn't working. Seminars at the wrong location. What do you think is working? What do you if you if you came to me to, tomorrow and I said, Bill, I am struggling, but I am hungry. On a marketing standpoint, you'd say, Pat, do this. I dress like a giant um, mutual fund um, and stand um, in the street. What would I do? No, I'd, I'd say my first question is, what kind of budget do you have? Do you have, can you invest some money in your business, or do you have to bootstrap? Okay, I've got forty one thousand two hundred dollars. <laughs> All right. Okay, good. I'm going to tell you, let's do seven or eight seminar mailings and spend it all. Okay. Okay. And if assuming you have the ability to stand up in front of a group and deliver a non-boring seminar, mm-hmm. uh, assuming you have a decent office in which to see people. Okay. Uh, those 
those five thousand, those forty one, that forty one thousand dollars that you're going to spend this year, is, I'm, I'm guessing we're going to put it all in fee base. You guys are RIAs. Yeah, correct, right. correct. And so, and so our objective on spending that money in the first year is to break even. Love that, Bill. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And the reason is because the tail on our business is so long right? that we need to look at it as an investment that we, in fact, internally at Hanson McLean, I don't care if I make money for the first 18 months. Yeah, 18 months is our bogey. Is our bogey. Right. 18 months. Because Good. based on the average age of the client and a retention ratio of 97 plus percent Whatever. or 98% right. or 99%, you can figure out the net present value. Okay, so we right. do that. And I talk about whatever. What do I talk about when I do my workshop seminar? Uh, well, mostly today, the, 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 the topic that's pulling people in is Social Security, maximizing <laughs> okay. Social Security. Okay. We just, had, we just did it. <laughs> what, 1,500 people? 1,500 people. Register for our yeah, Social, for Social Security. We did, um, didn't serve dinner, by the way. Did not serve dinner. And the reason is. Anyway. Um. Because of the obesity in America. We're trying to... Bullshit. Come on. Come on. We made the offer so good, right? We made the offer so good in terms of the display and where we were actually advertising it that we wanted to try one without dinner to see if it would work, and it actually did work. What we should have done, though, Bill, in your defense, is do a blind study, right? An A-B test against it. We should have done an A-B test. Um, but we like to do large numbers. So we put 200 people in a room, uh, which a lot of firms can't do, but we had six or seven workshops with 200 plus people in each one. Okay. Okay. So, so social security is working. Did you, all right. So social security is working. Retirement income is working. Um, those are, those are the two, the two biggies. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it's it's the same demographic it was ten years ago, twenty years ago. That pre-retirement, I mean, the optimum age is sixty to sixty-four, but that's that's hard to get enough of pe- enough people in that demographic. So we'll typically go fifty-five to sixty-eight or sixty-nine. That's exactly what we did. Exactly like we did it together, Bill. Like we actually subscribed to your system. But you know, in, 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 I would hire a firm. Bill, like yours, but I have 11 people in my marketing department. I have a graphic artist. I have a copywriter. I have a PR person. I have a digital strategist. So at $2.4 billion, we can actually afford that. We hired your right. firm years ago. In fact, we hired your firm for to train our people that work our inside call centers. Your people train them. Um, right. What you do. Now, this is a plug for Bill Good, and I get nothing from this because Bill hasn't offered it yet. Um, <laughs> and I know him, he's pretty cheap. He's not going to give me anything, but for the average firm, if you can't build out your own marketing department, as we have years ago, we hired a bill good to help us. And I would recommend that to anyone today, because what you said, Bill, what's working and not working. We were, we're we had about an 80% crossover there we had about an 80 percent crossover what do you what do you mean by crossover well i only disagreed with 
the, the seminars with no meals. You said with meals. We actually had a negative experience by serving well, matter meals. Fact, and you said tonight we have 250 people coming to the Crocker Art Museum for the Art of Retirement. We had to shut it down because it's oversubscribed and it's just wine and cheese. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's wine and cheese. But we're in a different market. We've been here for years. And we we're have well been here brand. for years and, we're, and we've got a brand. But um, years ago we served food. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we did. Bill told us to serve dinner. We did. We served dinners. We had the Hawaiian food so let's, cascade. We're running close. We're running short on time here. So a couple, couple other quick things, Bill. We've seen a, a lot of wirehouses go independent. Not as many as I think some people in the industry predicted a few years back. Um, are we going to see? Uh, uh, are we going to see much change in that? Are you going to see more going independent? Where do you think the industry is going in the next five, ten years? Well, first of all, what I don't think is going to happen. I don't think you're going to see the wirehouse disappear. Okay, there are a lot of things that require huge infrastructure. I mean, there's yeah. there's 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 billion dollar teams at Merrill Lynch that are managing uh, stock options for some of the big oil companies. You you don't find that capability in an RIA. That's right. Yep. 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 We okay. we need and the RIA community couldn't exist without the uh, wirehouse community. Now, do I see a continued departure of some of the big teams into the independent or the RIA space? Yes, I do. Um, but I don't think that I don't think that the folks at Wells Fargo or Morgan Stanley or UBS or wherever Raymond James, I don't think they need to lose any sleep over you know a, a mass departure. All right, another quick question here. So the, the advisors, not many people coming in. We're all getting older, right? Big talk of succession. Um, I'm not. I'm not. Go, okay. go ahead. <laughs> Big talk of succession planning. What do you think will happen in the next five, ten years as far as succession planning, both internally, the wirehouses, and the RAs? Well, we have just started what we call the successor program. And this is designed for the senior advisor who wants to bring in a junior. And very often that junior is son or daughter. And they like the idea of keeping the business they've built over a lifetime in the family and, and being able to serve multiple generations. The, the, the dads and moms, if you will, tend to make two big mistakes in pulling this off. Number one, they bring in the junior and say, I'm giving you the bottom 20% of my book. And that creates what we could call a servicing advisor. And within two or three years of taking on that job, all of that person's teeth fall out and their hair falls out. And they are worthless as a prospector. Okay, You cannot get them out the door. And I see that over and over and over. And then the second thing they, they do, the second mistake, is they say, okay, I want you to go out here and I want you to cold call like I did 30 years ago. And once you have proven that you have value, I'll bring you inside. And that also fails. That's, that's the rookie model that the, that the warehouses follow. Here, go cold call for two years and see if you can bring in any money. So we are teaching the juniors how to be rainmakers. But we do it over a period of three to five years. This is not anything that you do in a year or two. And it's the, the, the junior who comes in and let's say at age 25, they got to count on at least a five-year apprenticeship. Yep. 
Yep. I agree. And so there you go. And you bring them through that process. Well, Bill, I tell you, um, as always, great talking with you, Bill. (laughs) It really is. It is fun. You've got some great insights. And, you know, it's refreshing. It's a reminder. um, Things, technology might change. Products might change. But people haven't changed, right? I mean, we're still, we have the basic needs as humans. And when you're talking about uh, things such as, uh, you know, a social contract, that hasn't changed. No. Uh, the process of persuading, that hasn't changed. And just, I think it's a good reminder for people, maybe it's time to get back to some of the basics if, we're, if we if we really want to grow the business and, and look at it fresh and new. So, Bill, thanks so much for taking some time. It's been a treat having you with the Advisor to Advisor. Really do appreciate it. You're very welcome. Good right. talking to you. Right, yeah, take thanks. care. Thanks so much for joining us today for our podcast. And if you'd like to learn more, go to advisortoadvisor.com and you can find some more resources and learn more. If you'd like to learn more about Hanson McLean, our firm, and uh, the value that we bring to uh, people who partner with us, you can do that as well. HansonMcLean.com forward slash partner and you'll learn some more there. So thanks so much. Enjoy the rest of your day. The contents of this podcast are exclusively intended for financial professionals. 